0: All right, Leviticus 17. And when you find it, if you would, uh, stand with me. We're going to read verse 1 through 7. Leviticus 1 through 7. Let's look at verse 1 here of Leviticus chapter 17. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying, what man there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox or lamb or goat in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord, blood shall be imputed unto that man. He hath shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people, to the end that the children of Israel may bring their sacrifices which they offer in the open field, even that they may bring them unto the Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priests, and offer them for peace offerings unto the Lord. And the priest shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar of the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and burn the fat for a sweet savor unto the Lord. They shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils, after whom they have gone whoring. This shall be a statute forever unto them throughout their generations. This is a meteor passage. Uh, Thank the Lord uh, for the word of God. Amen. And we're going to dig into this a little bit this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, uh, for your word and how you delivered it, how you wrote it. And uh, thank you for preserving it. Thank you that it's an eternal book. It's not based on time. It's not based on us. It's given by you, preserved by you. And uh, Lord, it's alive. Um, It's powerful. Thank you for it. Lord, I I do ask for your help and guidance uh, this morning. I pray, Lord, that we would all have open hearts uh, to hear from you. Lord, uh, may we get all man's voices out of our minds. May we get all the worries and problems out of our our, uh, hearts and minds right now. And may we focus on just being before the throne of God. Pray, Lord that you would meet our needs as your people, we look to you, uh, you our Savior, uh, for all of our um, sustaining needs Lord, please help us in this hour in jesus name. Amen. Amen you may be seated Leviticus chapter seventeen and this here we find a uh, and people are, get confused sometimes. They, they, you'll hear things like, uh, oh, do you, do you follow the Old Testament or the New Testament? How many has ever heard that? Uh, well, God's word is one book, amen? Uh, there's no, I mean, we, we have it uh, dissected as old and new, but there is no uh, difference, amen? It's one book. Uh, you can't have one without the other. And uh, thank God that he gave us his word uh, the way he did. And you don't know God's word until you seek the Lord with your heart and start diving into God's word. And God will open up your eyes to the understanding. God's word is a spiritual book. And you need spiritual eyes to discern. And it's not just for me. It's for all of us. Amen? Uh, It's for the children to read. It's for the moms to read. It's for the dads to read. It's for everybody to read, to get fed by God's Word. We all must be in God's Word. It's not just limited to one person, to two people. It's it's for everybody uh, to get their calling from God, get the will of God in their life, and get fed directly from God's Word. We get fed different ways. We get fed from, uh, first of all, our walk with God. And our walk with God is based on um, our heart Seeking God, and we seek him, the Bible says, in spirit and in truth. In spirit, not from our own flesh. You can't seek God uh, the way you want to seek God. We can't worship God the way we want to worship God. God receives worship one way. It's called his way. And that is it. God is God. And you must approach God the way he wants to be approached. Uh, you can't just go to God the way you want to. you got to go to him the way he wants you to come. And we all go through, uh, to God by one way, and that's through the blood, amen? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. And God will receive uh, worship when we worship him in spirit. That's by the Holy Spirit of God. Walking in the spirit of God. We can't be in the flesh. And the Bible says by truth, by the word of God. That's why we stand firmly on the Word of God and stand on the preservation of God's Word and believe God's Word. It's very important. Without God's Word, you're not going to know God. It'll be a name. Uh, God will just be a name to you. And which God? How do you worship God? How do you know God outside of the name? How do you know God personally, whom you've never seen? you got to be led, and he leads us through uh, his word and leads us by the spirit of God through the word of God. The the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 17, uh, let's start again in verse 1, Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, unto his sons. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Verse 3, What man soever there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox? uh, These are the sacrifices that they're commanded to bring. Uh, for their sin, and for other uh, things, uh, to the priests. The priests were Jewish priests of the lineage and family of Aaron that God had ordained. Now, all they did was handle the sacrifices, but God always raised up prophets. Moses uh, was a prophet, and what is a prophet in the Word of God? A prophet was one who had the Spirit of Christ within him, and that preached Christ, Moses would preach Christ as Aaron, his brother, would do the sacrifice. Aaron would perform the sacrifice, uh, would kill the animal and take the blood. And Moses the whole time would, would preach that Jesus Christ would one day come and be killed as this animal and would spill his blood to pay and cover the sins of all of the congregation. Amen? But the blood of Jesus Christ would wash away, not just cover. And he would preach that. The prophets would preach. Uh, that's why the prophets of God were often uh, rejected uh, from Israel. They didn't want to hear the truth. They didn't want to hear that. They wanted to hear uh, what they wanted to hear. We're going to dig into a little bit more here. Uh, Whatsoever man, uh, there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox, verse 4, he must bring it. He's got to bring it to the door of the tabernacle. The tabernacle represents uh, the presence of God, the house of God, the tabernacle. Represented Christ. The door represents Christ in the way to God. That door is Christ. And inside, that's where God sat and dwelt, on the mercy seat between the cherubim's. And before him was the Ark of the Covenant. And right there was the, uh, the altar where they would put the blood of the animal sacrifice that the high priest would first have to uh, kill the sacrifice for his own sin and then offer another sacrifice, once that was accepted for his own sin, would offer another sacrifice for the people. And God's saying here, if there's anyone out there now that's doing these sacrifices that does not bring it to the camp. He's going to be cut off from all the people. Now, when you read through the scriptures, you're going to find out some tough passages to read. You say, why would God have that happen? You remember Achan? How many remember Achan in the Bible, in Joshua? God commanded uh, and said, listen, you're going to go in Jericho, The walls are going to come down, but don't take anything. Everything belongs to God. And Achan, he went in, soldier, followed God, but the Bible says he saw some things, and he, his eyes lusted after it. He coveted it, and then he took it, and he hid them. In the end, Achan's family was destroyed, they all died. The Bible says they were stoned, burned, the whole family. You say, well, God, why would God allow that to happen? See, our mindset is backwards. God's give, given us illustrations and stories in the Bible of what can happen. Listen, why would God allow all the whole family to be destroyed over one man's sin? Listen, men, uh, you get into drinking, your whole family's going to be destroyed, Men, you get into uh, uh, different sins, your whole family. God is warning us, when you get into sin, when you you disobey God, your whole family will be destroyed. It's the expense. Anything you put your hand to that is not of God, that's against God's commandment, God is showing us it's going to be at the expense of others. Sin just doesn't affect you. Sin doesn't uh, hibernate in your darkest secret places, it's a disease uh, and it festers and it winds up dis- breaking forth and destroying everyone around you. Sometimes we'll read tough passages uh, like this that they'll be cut off uh, from, or why can't I just worship God by myself outside where where I just want to spend some quiet time with God here? And sometimes people would mean Good, but God's ways are God's ways. We may mean well, right? Some some of us, we mean well. We want to do what we want to do in our own way and so forth. But let me say this. It's not just uh, God saying, well, this is my way and that's it. The Bible says there's an enemy out there. His name is the devil. His name is Satan. And we often forget about that. Let's look in verse 7. And they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils. Uh, the Bible says that the people, if they didn't do it God's way, by default, the devil had them. And there's a lot of times we, we, we would like to uh, just do things our way. We need some quiet time. I, don't, I need a, a life that's away from everybody and, and by myself. But when you do it, Uh, When you don't do it God's way, the devil's got you. Our safe place is within the realm of God's will. Anything broken forth outside of that hedge, you have an adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. The devil's got you. We often forget that we have an enemy. We are in a spiritual battle. And the devil, if possible, he would take you and destroy your life in a heartbeat. If you don't believe it, just walk around the city for 20 minutes and you'll see destroyed lives. But not to mention uh, the destruction that's within us, that we try to hide, that we sometimes just reach forth and say, I need to get out. I need need to get back to God. Lord, take me back. Receive me back. I've fallen from you. I've fallen from grace. And listen, we know God will always uh, have mercy and take us and receive us uh, back to his protection and get us back in the herd and lead us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. And lead us beside the still waters and he'll restore our soul. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, that we have a God who warns us of the enemy without. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, Revelation 12, verse 10, the Bible says, And I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accuse them before our God day and night. This is talking about the devil. The devil uh, accuses us day and night. He does not sleep. Uh, he does not care about you. He doesn't care about, uh, listen, he's also the tempter. And he'll just tempt you with everything. Temptations eat away and break you down after a while. And sometimes uh, he can get you in a state of, well, I just, I'm giving up. I don't care anymore. And then the temptations come and then he's got you. Well, we got to be aware that the devil is always active. There are some times where uh, the devil will come in between you and your spouse. You got to be aware of that. You might think it's uh, because uh, she burnt your toast on purpose. And now she doesn't love you anymore? (laughs) But listen, it's the devil working. The devil is whispering in her ear, and the devil is whispering in your ear, and vice versa. He knows how to drive a wedge in between people. He knows how to drive a wedge in relationships. He knows how to drive a wedge in the people of this church here. You might come in. I might say uh, the wrong word to you. You might be having the worst day. And you don't want to be reminded of how your day's going. And I say, uh, how's your day going? And that's it, you're done. Doesn't he understand that I'm having a hard day and he's asking, he's reminding me of it? You know what, I'm I'm leaving. Right? The devil, he works like that. The devil is the accuser. He'll accuse me, he'll accuse you. And we just need to be. I want to remind you that you have an enemy out there, uh, and your only safety is Christ. Is Christ? You might be sometimes uh, tempted to do uh, to be alone and 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 on your own. You know what? I'm fine without God. I'm just going to worship. Not without God, but I'm just going to worship Him uh, the way I want to. And that's what they did in the camp. And the Bible says they we were offering their sacrifice on the devils. The devils were creeping in and, and we started receiving what we thought we were worshiping God, we were really worshiping the devil. Isn't that something? How can you discern whether or not uh, your worship is going to the devil or not? We can't. The only way is that we stay close to God and worship Him in truth by the scriptures. Other than that, the devil will take us and consume us in a heartbeat. Thank God that He'll even accept our worship. Amen. Thank God that He'll even accept uh, uh, that He'll accept us. But the devil is the accuser. Let's go to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. I want to show you a picture that I took also. Brother Rob, you can get that ready. Acts chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Here you have a husband and wife. They got saved. And they were excited to do something for the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. That's special. What happened here was so sad. It kept back part of the price. What happened was uh, people were selling their lands and giving it to the church. Why? They were freed from the law. They, the law forbid them to sell that which was of their family. There were certain cases where you could, but they were freed. Like, we're saved. We don't have to be bound to this weights anymore, and they're just selling it and giving it to God. What a relief. They were freed. You ever have a weight like that? You get, you get involved with something, and you want to get out of it. That's how it was. They were just giving it to God. But Ananias and Sapphira, they got tempted They sold their land. They gave it to God, but they wound up keeping, honey, why don't we just keep, it's ours anyway. Why don't we just keep some of it? We're going to take a vacation. I want some new couches too later on. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's ours. They can do whatever they want with it, right? They don't have to give it all. But here God was calling them to give it all. Maybe they said, you know what, we're going to give it all to the Lord. Verse three, but Peter said, Ananias, why have Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? And he tells them later on, you, you didn't have to lie about it. Satan tempted him to lie and keep that money. And it costs them their lives. You say, why would God kill them? Look, don't think like that. It costs them their lives. Sometimes we get involved with things that will cost us our life. You might not die on the spot like they did here. But sometimes you wish you would have. Just because you're breathing doesn't mean you have life. God has a life for you to live. And your only safe place is in the will of God, in the walk with God for the sake of your family, for the sake of your loved ones, for the sake of the kingdom of Christ. Look who's to blame. Peter said, Ananias, verse 3, why have Satan filled thine heart? The devil lied. Ananias and Sapphira. He said, it's okay. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. That's true. They could have. But they had already promised and made a pledge that they were going to give all of it. And then they wound up keeping back a little bit. And it destroyed them. It destroyed them. You see how the devil works. He's crafty. He's crafty. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And we got to remember that the devil is after us. The devil is real, lurking about. Some people think the devil's in hell. Let me tell you this. The devil is afraid of hell. He is scared of hell. Jesus is the one who made hell. Hell belongs to God. Hell is God's place of eternal judgment. Satan is on this earth. He might be right outside those doors. You ever leave the church? You're happy in here. As soon as you leave those doors, something starts stirring up in you. Arguments break out. You yeah, know, there's devils right outside them doors. I don't want them to come in here. But listen, they're out there. They're out there. Uh, have you ever met a devil-possessed person? You, you said, well, I don't, I, I've not met them. Oh, yes, you have you might not be aware. Let me tell you how to stir them up. You start talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. You start preaching the Lord Jesus Christ, and they get angry. They get stirred up. Uh, You'll you'll go out preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ on the streets. You'll have demon-possessed people two, three blocks away screaming at you and running at you. I've been in hundreds of those situations, and they are all around you. And I can give you Many, many, many stories, and so can many people in here give you many stories of the encounters uh, you've had, especially when you speak of Jesus Christ, Amen. the blood. Why do they don't like the the blood of Jesus Christ? Because that's our only safety. That's what saved our soul. That's what took away our sin. That's our deliverance, is the blood of Christ. And they know, they know if you speak about Christ... They have no power over you. Amen? Amen. They want your life. The devil wants your life. Uh, But Christ died uh, that you may have life. We must seek Christ and stand on the rock. Jesus is our rock. God, Brother Rob, you want to put that up? Now, I was, uh, me and my family, we went to Florida this past week. It was 70 and sunny. And uh, we came back. And thank God we had a little time away. But I was—we were walking on the uh, uh, on the highway, going to a store at nighttime. We took a walk, and I took this with my. Can everybody see it? Sort of. He said, "What is that? Is that yeah?" I, I took that at nighttime with my flip phone. And uh, can you see it though? Can you see it in the back? Sort of. No. It was a little better. I think the sun moves or something. But what that is, is it look like a, a ball, right? Root, a, ball, a root ball. What that is there, that's a tree up top, and that's all the roots. But you know what's inside of that? Is a rock. Now, that tree is right on top of the rock. And the roots are wrapped around that rock. You think that tree's going anywhere? As long as that rock stays put. That tree is not half on the rock and half off. That tree is 100%. Now, I was looking at that tree, and I took a picture of the roots and that rock. And I was saying, how How are those roots formed like that? And then I'm looking a little closer. I'm like, there's a rock inside there. That tree had sent its roots out and wrapped around that rock tightly. Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our rock. Now, how'd that tree get on top of there? I I doubt somebody planted a tree on top of a rock. But somehow a seed landed on top of that rock. Maybe it was from a flood. Seed got up there. Somehow got up there. You know, and, and whatever, whatever the case is, how you got planted on Christ, maybe it was through a storm, maybe it was through some strong winds that blew you up there. Amen. And there's times you don't understand why you're going through situations, but let me say this what the devil means for evil, Christ means for good. And it takes problems, it takes situations, it takes struggles. Uh, sometimes it takes the example of, of the destruction of other lives to wake us up and to get us on top of that rock where we're safe and however you can get there and whatever it takes to get there you need to get there planted on Christ and this little seed got on top of that rock and it started somehow growing and getting around Christ and sometimes you don't See the sense of everything, and how how am I supposed to get, uh, how am I supposed to do anything in my life? Now, this tree wasn't pretty to look at. It wasn't. Neither are we. Deep down inside, uh, our lives aren't that pretty. All of our hearts aren't that pretty. And we might have it going on on the outside, but let me say this on the inside, none of us are there. None of us are there. And this tree was not a picture-worthy tree at all. But the roots were. And that rock certainly was. Uh, There were other trees much prettier. I mean, there was big old palm trees with big old iguanas uh, sitting on way up top in the trees and coconuts and everything else. Uh, But I I didn't take any pictures of those with my flip phone. That can only hold 30 pictures. I took uh, a picture of this guy right here. This stood out from everything. This stood out, and it amazed me the most that this uh, ugly old tree wasn't going anywhere, and it was rooted around this rock. Now, if you see that and you look at those roots, uh, there's not just one. Those roots wrap around the entire rock all the way around. And then it hits the soil and goes into the soil. It's rooted and planted on Christ. However, it got there. Maybe a whole uh, hurricane flooded and, and it got that, the seed on top of that rock. Maybe a, a strong wind, maybe a tempest, whatever storm took it there, it got on that rock and it got planted and it grabbed that rock strong. And as long as that rock is there, that tree's not going anywhere. It's safe. Why? Because it's grabbing the rock. It's grabbing the rock. And we often get tempted. You know, I'm not that great. I want to be better. I need to to go where the big old palm trees are. I need to go where my life can uh, flourish. You go ahead and you'll see that there's enemies out there, the destruction, and you are safe always on Christ. Christ will give you what you need. Without him, you have no life. i got to remind you of the devil that's out there. The devil wants to destroy you. And sometimes we get tempted. The devil puts a temptation in front of us. You need, you need more riches. More riches will provide more for your family. Is that true? Provide more money, maybe. Maybe you get a bigger house so you can clean it more. (laughs) Right, you gotta paint more rooms. Instead of one car, maybe you could buy two. Instead of ordering two pizzas, you could order four. You'll be bigger all around. And then you'll lose grip on life itself. The devil always tempts us to try to take us away off our foundation. And then when the storm comes, what do we have to stand on? Christ will never leave. Christ is our solid foundation, It's our rock. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Verse 4, they did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer, the serpent is the devil, the destroyer, is the devil. Now all these things happen unto them for in and They are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let them that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Amen. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as has come in the man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear. it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Anything that's not of God's will becomes idolatry to us. It's natural. That's why God sets his will for you in your life. It's important for you to find God's will for you. I can't Uh, know God's will for your life. You have to find it for yourself. And you stay there. But all I know that you must be planted on the rock, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Any other foundation that you build on is sinking sand. Any foundation. Imagine building a beautiful building. You know the cost of materials. So I want the most fanciest bathroom, okay? I want the biggest kitchen, okay? I want six bedrooms and fireplace and jacuzzi and, and you wind up taking your life and building this life of yours. And then you realize what you built on was sinking sand. and half the house is cracked off, sinking, about to head over to a cliff, gets condemned. And you look back and say, man, why didn't it work? I gave it my all, I gave it my best, I built with the best materials. I know when the girls buy a house, they don't like looking at the foundations. They like looking at the kitchens and the bathrooms and the colors. But the foundation is what holds the house up. And if the foundation is strong, you know the house can be fixed, repaired. So that foundation don't go anywhere. My house, we had the foundation repaired It cracked. And that crack made the entire house shift. All because of a little shift in the foundation makes the entire house move. But Christ does not move in our life. Christ will never let you down. And this is where faith comes in. You must believe on him who saved you, And trust him who died for you. Give yourself to him who gave himself for you. And I promise you, when you build your life on Christ, anything you build, whether you wind up being an ugly tree, at least you're not going anywhere. Better is a dead Uh, Better is a living dog than a dead lion. Sometimes the Lord saves us out of a messy life. And you know what? You say, you know what? My life was destroyed, but now I'm planted on Christ. My riches are not here. They're in heaven. Maybe God will have you be a more beautiful tree. But the temptation would be to take you off from looking at that rock. I only took a picture of that rock. I didn't take a picture of what was up top. Not much to look at. And if you look down deep down in your heart, you're not much to look at either. We're all sinners saved by grace that pulled us out of hell. And now we can all say, I'm standing on the rock. My life is being built on Christ. And anything that's built I promise you, we'll stand. Build your life on Christ. Beware of the devil. He's out to tempt you, to get you and your life away from worshiping the true God. Don't allow that to happen. You say, I'm not worthy to to worship God. Neither am I. But Christ will still receive you. I messed up too much in my life. So have I. That's why the blood of Jesus Christ washes away all sin. Pastor, I struggle with things now. Well, so do I. That's why the Bible says, there hath no temptation taken you, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. God is faithful. You got the devil accusing you But you got God saying, come, come, come back, come back and jump on me. Get planted and rooted and I'll give you everything you need. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for the rock that we can be built on. And Lord, anything done in our life will last. Lord, all that's done for this world will be burnt up and it will pass, but anything done for Christ will last. I pray, Lord, that we would look deep down inside and seek your will and understand it, understand what the will of God is in our life, and be willing to come to the door of the tabernacle, to get up where we're at, make the sacrifice we need, and give you our best. Lord, thank you for receiving us. I pray you open our eyes as Gehazi's eyes were opened and seen the angels that surround us, but also the enemy that's about. Lord, open our eyes of understanding and give us wisdom. Give this church wisdom and discernment to see when the devil's attacking. I pray, Lord, you'll bless this church, bless these people, and may God be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand. I want you to come down and pray and ask God to give you wisdom. Ask God to give you grace. Ask God for protection from the devil in your life. The Bible says that he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. He'll give you the things that your heart desires when you're placed on Christ. But what good is a life that's built that's gonna fall? If it's not being built on Christ, it will fall. It might make sense. Say, I got a good job, I got the money I need. If it's not built on Christ, it'll fall. See, I got a good family. We're happy. If it's not built on Christ, it'll fall. See, I'm just too, a little bit too busy. And you're wasting time because if it's not built on Christ, it'll fall. Anything built on anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ, it will fall. I'd rather be a little old beat-up tree that's planted on Christ There's something greater that's gonna fall. It's not fun to start all over. We only have so much time in our life. But anything done for Christ, it will last. We must decide which God we will serve. whether the gods of the land or the true God of heaven, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Make your decision and ask God for the grace to help you keep it. For the sake of your children, for the sake of this generation, for the glory of Christ, heaven, I pray and ask for your hedge of protection. The devil, Lord, he admitted there was a hedge around Job that he could not penetrate. You have protected Job. You protected his children, Lord, even his children that were off in the world. They weren't living right. Father, that they were still protected through Job's prayers, through praying parents, O oh God, they were protected. And Lord, may we all get under the protection of the Almighty, the hedge of blessing, away, Lord, uh, from this world and this life, into the will of God. I pray, Lord, that your uh, word will be sent forth now. Let it not return void. I pray, O oh God, that you would bless the people here, May we all fall under the hand of the Almighty be planted on the rock which will never leave, never be moved. May all of our lives be built on it. Bless us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Announcements. Tuesday Tuesday, we have choir practice at 7. Regular music on Thursday night. Special music on Thursday night at 7. Saturday's Outreach. Saturday is Outreach at 11 a.m. February the 11th, Teens. Teens, February 11th, make sure you're here. <laughs>